0: WGR. Here's the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty, your fans, welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about... Sports Talk Saturday. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty roads out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.
1: Make no mistake where you are. This
0: is it. You're back This is it. Happy Saturday, Don't everyone.
2: Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, Corey Griswold, of course, on the board. Playing the bumps, playing the beautiful open, Dusty Rhodes. I missed that. I really I, did miss I, I that. I missed you singing to it. Oh, it is It is every week. Yeah, I don't even mean to anymore, but like every great. time the open is over with and it's just a song, I will sing the first. like. I'm going to need
3: two. you at some point in
4: our lives to do a karaoke version of that song. Guarantee it. I'll do it with you. I will be Michael McDonald See, if there you we beat Kenny Loggins. There we go. I'm in. <laughs> Now that I know I'm gonna have a partner to do it,
2: I'm in. Speaking of karaoke, uh, almost did that on vacation. We went to a sushi place. How is
3: it an almost? That's an always.
2: Well, well, you it, got it, it. Didn't start until I think like nine thirty. Our meal mm-hmm. was done at like eight thirty, eight forty five ish, and we was like, there
3: a bar at the restaurant?
2: No, there was oh. not. So I was there gonna was say, not. there you go. There's there's an hour right there, but <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we we probably should have done it. You My cousin should. was being like egged on by the waitress, and like now looking <laughs> back on it, we really should have done it. But it was starting to rain, and we like were like, oh, All right, we gotta like get back to the rooms. So, like, I don't know, but mm, come on, I'm disappointed singing, now. singing
3: karaoke and then walking back to your hotel room in the rain, having a great time—that's that's a core
2: memory. You're not wrong. If, it, that any, is if a any core of memory. A, if any
3: of us have seen Inside Out, uh, Corey, I know you probably have. You got kids. Inside Out,
2: core you memories. see that he tried to ignore it too, and he's
3: like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there it is. is. It's a it's a great <laughs> I, it's a great movie. I, it, it's a very good movie. It, not to not to go off on that little tangent there, but like core memories in that movie are a key key centerpiece to the plot. They are. They are.
2: It's very good. Yes, I am back. I did take a much needed vacation. How was it? How, it was did, it was wonderful. Rate it, it out of ten. Oh, like a nine. Oh wow. I honestly honestly though I I, I think I texted you and uh, Joe Callie like day yeah. one. I was like I was like yeah this is fantastic already. Like yeah, I just and then, I and, then day, in, and
3: then day two was a little rough.
2: It wasn't even day two. It was it was more towards the end of the vacation. I was actually just on the phone with my brother because we were we were planning on getting my dad something for, for Father's Day, so we wanted to kinda like finalize those plans. And we actually it was so I, I went with my my dad's side of the family. So it was mm-hmm. it was me and my core, three family members, me, my dad, my mom, my brother, and then my my aunt's side of the family. So my aunt, my uncle, uh, my two cousins, and my cousin's husband. And then their cousin went as well. So there was ten of us. And the younger crew all went to a water park at Disney World, uh, Typhoon Lagoon. And this was already, like, well into the trip, where, like, we all were, like, ignoring sunscreen and staying out <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. And then we went to a water park where, you know, we're not wearing T-shirts and, like, our shoulders are completely exposed to the oh, horrifying yeah. ramifications of the sun. <laughs> and so me and my brother were just talking about, like, like how how how, how you doing, buddy?
3: You, you, you do look like you have color. You're not, I, you're no, not I, a ghost I am, anymore. I am tan, which yeah.
2: is, thank goodness, because I... <laughs> I tan easily and I hold on to it, but like it's the whole like getting to the point of like I can now tan.
3: Yeah, see I I burn once and then I tan the rest of exactly, the that's, Exactly That's that's what I, I I say someone like I, I just went on a vacation too. I went to Legoland. Went to Legoland. Went yeah. to Legoland for a few days, spent a lot of money on Legos. Um but like my or my girlfriend's sister was like, Oh, you guys gotta put on sunscreen and I'm like, Nope, I already burned once and she's like, Oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, I burned once this summer, I'm good. I'm gonna tan yeah, the I'm, rest all right. of the summer. And she's like, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, I don't care. It's it's
4: yeah, it, My skin. It, I was gonna say it doesn't have to be fair. It's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: just it's how it is. But it was funny because it was a cloudy day, like a somewhat cloudy day, and somehow my girlfriend still got sunburned. Yeah, it was I feel weird. That. Like it was like partially cloudy, and like the next day her arms and shoulders were red. And I'm like, what did you do? Like we she were stood in, out in the sun. For we five were in minutes. the same. We were in the same place. Like what happened here?
2: But. Mm, such a good time, but yeah, um, my entire family—we all have picked up somewhat of an illness. You can probably tell by my voice; I'm a little congested and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a little but bit. We we all just got beaten to hell by the sun, just absolutely, <laughs> just bullied, abused the whole thing. So by like by the end, um, our last like day or two, we were all kind of like, it's time to go home. It's like 65 degrees in Buffalo. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like like we were all kind of like sad because like we all got to go back to work and all that stuff. But we're like 65, 70 degrees. Not a bad thing, at least for a few days. I mean, I know it's gonna be probably in the 80s around the end. Yeah, next week's gonna
3: get a little nicer. But well, not not that it's not
2: nice right now. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous out today. But yeah, very nice, very well needed. I did, I did actually come on on sa- last Saturday though. for yeah, like five Yeah, that, that was fun. That, that was fun. fun. What's more fun is trying to find a quiet spot in Disney. I don't think that I, exists. I was set up. No, no, <laughs> I was set up perfect. Oh, for like twenty five minutes, I was, I was getting off my feet. I had, I had, you know, just like a lemonade. I was in, relaxing, enjoying, and then a show let out about five minutes before I was supposed to go on with you. Oh no! And so this whole crowd's coming out, and I'm like, I, I can't do it from here now. Like I can't even hear myself think. So I scrambled for about two minutes. So, when, like when when Corey called me, yeah. I, I thirty seconds before that I was scrambling. <laughs> so it was it was it was a lot of fun, good time. Um, I am I, I, I my I family had... are Disney junkies though, so it was not my first time there. Yeah, we got we got to talk about that for a second, real quick. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about this last
3: night because yeah. it was your first day back yesterday, and.
2: Then I got judged hard for that, of, like, my first day back being a Come, Friday. Yeah, coming back on a Friday. Well, I work Saturdays. So, like, for me, it's like, yeah, it's like a Thursday. Yeah, it's not that Yeah, that's
3: true. Bad. I I will say I came back on Thursday, and it was weird. I thought it was, like, a Monday. And I was super thrown off when I was like, oh, cool, it's Friday. And it's like, no, it's I not, was convinced yesterday Tuesday. was
2: Wednesday until about one thirty.
3: <laughs> but so how, like, I don't understand how this whole, like, disney family thing works like how because you were explaining to me as like you guys have like this like reserved area that's like yours in one resort kind
2: of like we 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 own stakes in disney essentially with disney vacation club okay like that's what my family's a part of actually funny enough on this vacation we actually saw the uh the the salesperson who sold us on it that was kind of funny that's fun so we stayed at uh the riviera resort and actually like we were just like checking in and like mm-hmm. they were there and we're like oh my gosh so that was kind of cool <laughs> um but yeah it's essentially what it's allowed us to kind of like because you know i'm not coming from like an affluent family by any means like very much middle class but it's allowed us to like kind of go to some of the nicer hotels the riviera right. animal kingdom lodge mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that my fa- my other side of the family stays at the polynesian quite often which is one of the managed kingdom resorts um, but, yeah, I mean, it's allowed us to do that. I've been, I think, nine times in my life, Wow, which is a lot. I um, do know
3: people that go more.
2: So, oh, yeah. No, so that, you that's, are, that's the worst part. I know com- for a fact. You are
3: completely safe in saying that nine times you've been there. I, I don't think that's all that bad.
2: I typically like, go every other year. Right. Typically, yeah, that's how and it that's, falls. I think
3: that's manageable. I think that's that's a fun – you like going there on vacation. And, yeah. like, there's enough stuff to do there that I feel like – if you go there every other year or every 2 years like mm-hmm. you you won't run out of stuff
2: there's too. typically new stuff that opens i mean like when right. i when i went this time funny enough cuz we'll we'll jump into the Stefan Diggs stuff here in just a few moments but like the Neutron Ride that opened up at Magic Kingdom. I had never ridden it before. Mm-hmm. I found out about Stefan Diggs missing mandatory minicamp while waiting in line for that. <laughs> uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in in Epcot. I had not gotten to ride that the last time I went, which was yeah. about two two years ago or so. So like, there's always new stuff, and then you know, just turning twenty one, all of a sudden, you know, right. Adult Disney la- opens up last and there's tiki time, bars yeah. and stuff like that, and drinking around the world at Epcot, and you know, there, there's a lot of there, it opens up a bit. Right. I will say this though, as someone that has been to a Disney wedding. I, that scares me. Ooh, I've yeah. been there. It was a it, it, my my cousin who was married her husband. Yep. That was a Disney wedding. That was actually the last time we were there before. Oh, okay. as somebody yeah. that was like kind of a part of it, but not really. Like you know, like obviously we're close. We're all vacationing together, but like on the outside, that was stressful.
3: Yeah, I I'm could, a, I'm I a could very see,
2: relaxed person. I could see that, see that. was horrifyingly stressful.
3: Because I, I, like that place is just so busy and so full.
2: That's bumping always. That
3: I couldn't imagine, like, trying to plan something like a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to rent wherever you're going to do it,
2: at, like, probably, like, two years in advance, I'm assuming. I think they were about two years in advance, yeah. That's insane. And this is also, like, kind of coming out of the pandemic slash planning right. the wedding in the pandemic. Yeah, which, so I guess yeah. that might
3: actually have made it easier because no one's booking no. any. No? no. Disney
4: does this all the time, though, right? Like, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, is like they a, know what they're doing. This isn't a surprise. Oh,
2: no, I'll, I'll give Disney this. Everything was handled. Hmm. everything was handled it was much more of the stress of it's a destination wedding you're bringing the dress down the tuxes you try right. to get family down there yeah you
3: got to ship it all down exactly. or like get it when you're down there <laughs> and like that to me that's why like i could never do like i see people like do like weddings in like jamaica and like the bahamas and i'm like that's crazy so much stress like cuz you have to one make sure everyone in your family or friends that want to you want them there you have to make sure they can afford it mm-hmm. two you have to book
4: it all which is years in advance mm, not you, for me clive bingo it's I'm at. i don't want i don't even like i don't want to take trips with my family oh no, no I,
3: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm agreeing
4: with that i'm not saying i want that i'm saying that i wouldn't want that let alone the in-laws right like why would no i want well, if i'm okay. going on a trip to jamaica guess who's going to jamaica me <laughs> like <laughs> me, if y'all want to go to jamaica and and so, book your flights but like trips,
3: not, no <laughs> trips with family is is not that bad i i, well, I will i i don't i yeah. don't there's there's times where yes there's tension depends but, on the family it depends on the family, yes. But I, I, I'm I, not saying I wouldn't take a trip with the family. But doing a destination wedding just sounds like a nightmare. Like,
2: Speaking of doing trips with family, though, what's the limit of the number of family members you're willing to travel with? One. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love that. I knew wow. Corey was going to say one. And is that one yourself, or are you saying a plus one? Plus one. Okay. And I've got mm-hmm. two kids, so like,
4: we got sort of one. I was, say, I, I was <laughs> just about to it ask, so, like, you have kids. <laughs> one of
3: them's going, you, you get to go on the trip this year. Next year, it's your turn. That's right. I, I don't Fair's Fair is fair. I don't know. Cause, so I about almost a year ago now, I went to Mexico with my girlfriend's family, and it was like her, her brothers and sister, mm-hmm. her mom, and then their spouses. So it was a good mix of people. And then they had like, it was for her brother's 30th, so there was like some friends involved as oh, well. Yeah. But it was a good mix of people, and I don't think it was too many. Like it was like, uh, I'm trying to think how many family members that would be that'd be eight, seven. That's not bad. No, that's it depends good on number. the
4: dynamics of the family. No,
0: yeah. and and, and yeah. that's
3: the thing, is all the siblings are extremely close. They're all really good okay, yeah, with each no other. Words. So there was yeah. no there was it, we we had a fantastic time. There was no problems. More of that I, sh- There was, was no good. problems that I knew of anyway. So <laughs> I was having great I was having a great time. Good
4: for you. More <laughs> more the, you weren't in the therapy sessions. More of the issues for me would be obligations. Oh I yeah. don't want to go on a trip that is a destination trip where it's like I may never come this way again. By the way, here's your itinerary. Like Right. Like, get that yeah. Outta here. That's go backhand. That, that's like when you go – like, I went to Disney once on a school
3: trip. Like, we we were kind of – it was loose about it. Like, we were sophomores in high school. So, like, we were doing, like, the whole behind-the-scenes experience at Disney along with just Disney itself. So, every day we had set out, like, you're going to this park and the chaperones will meet you here at these times.
2: Like, oh yeah.
3: we, we get here at 8 in the morning – We meet up at lunchtime, we meet up when we go home, anything else in between you guys can do. Here's when your fast passes are, make sure you use them because you paid for them and that's it. But it was still like, like one of the chaperones was like, I'm going to go to the ESPN thing across the street. Oh yeah. And I was like, can I go? And they were like, no, you can't leave the park. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like he's Mm -hmm. a chaperone. Why can't I go with him? But- so that's where it's
2: like you know it's why that's why i'm so glad i didn't do the like the europe trips in high school oh yeah because it then, so like, then it's
3: like an itiner- itinerary like yeah. you were saying cory it's like you can't you have to stick to the plan and I it's like I, do I don't want to plan like nope. like when we went to mexico the like one of the days we were there we planned an excursion but it mm-hmm. was like very loose it's like yeah tomorrow we're gonna go do this and go do that but like every other day we could do whatever we wanted yeah and it was that was nice when
4: there's a wedding in amherst I'm not worried about missing out on Amherst because I'm doing the set things I have mm-hmm. to do. Right. Like because it's, I'll, it's Amherst. If I'm in, you know, Grand Bahama, and somebody's like, "Here's where we have to go do the fake game we're gonna do," but it looks good in the pictures for the wedding, and at it's 10, taking at 10:02, we're gonna play cornhole and look happy. That's right. It's taking time away from me being with the Caribbean. Like that is a real issue. Right. So like I I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to be, but I'm also not going to a wedding like that ever. Cause that's not like, I know socially that, I don't associate with people who would do that, so it's not even a realm of possibility of me going to a wedding that would appear to be that way. But if it ever was, you're like, mm, I'm mm. not going. No, I'm not Here, going. Here's, got, here's or your wedding gift. I'm not at the party, have, or I'm like, I'll show up for the for the ceremony, and then I'm out. Like that's yeah. great.
3: Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm going to be there for your ceremony, and then I'm going to go hang out on a beach, exactly, or whatever, Like or, or immediately or, after the ceremony, Or, hey, wide frame. Here's your here's your wedding
4: gift, and I'm good. Right. See you later. No, like, have if, a good time. If I'm going to a destination, I want the destination to be the centerpiece. Because well, it's yeah. a destination. And it isn't, absolutely. Absolutely. And it isn't so here we are debunking destination. But here, wedding. like, a, a <laughs> Disney wedding. <laughs> yeah. P- anybody who's had a Disney wedding has been to Disney before. Yeah, this is not yes. your first rodeo. No. That's right. a fact. No. So, like, again, that's not a situation where you might be missing something. But if you're inviting guests and they've never been to Disney before, you got to give them time to. See Disney. Well that yeah. actually that
2: actually was the part that worked out well. A lot of the guests that had not seen Disney but were showing up for the wedding, the wedding was the first thing. Or relatively the first now thing. Now we're talking. Yeah. That's that's the way to do so it. So for us it was more the wedding was like the last thing. We were doing the vacation leading into the wedding. For other people, when they were coming in, they were this is kind of their first time. The wedding was their introduction and then they were off to the races.
3: See, that's good people. That, right? Yeah, because yeah, then you allow then you allow your guests to plan, hey, we're gonna go to Disney for this wedding mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and then we're gonna stay till next Saturday and we're gonna experience Disney. That's that's the way to do it. Customer like,
4: satisfaction guarantee. Exactly. Everyone's
3: you. happy. You guys just did your vacation. Yeah. Go into the wedding, go home because you're tired, and because the other people are going on the honeymoon. <laughs> right. yes. so, yeah, they're that's, busy. so that's yeah. where that's where I wanted to go here. D- destination weddings don't make sense to me because the destination is supposed to be your honeymoon. Like, if you have a wedding in the Bahamas, where do you go for your honeymoon? Do you just stay there?
2: Absolutely. Like, you leave the family. Fabulous
4: Alfred, New York.
2: Ooh. There you go. Hey, they it's have, great they have, they have a waterfall.
4: We're, we're, we're going the other way here. You thought, you thought the Bahamas River vacation? Absolutely not. You are going to spend your vacation in Shamokin Dam, Pennsylvania. Congratulations. <laughs> here you go. All expenses paid.
2: I'm not even going to, that's not a real place. It There's is no 100% way. a real place. It sounds like a real Absolutely. place Absolutely,
4: Buddy, oh. I've been there. <gasps> I've been there. And there, now and we're talking about like road trips again now, tangentially. <laughs> so somebody's going to call this station right now and say, I have been to Shimoking Dam. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and
3: it is not a road trip. It, how far is it, Corey? How far is it? How far is it? Uh,
4: you're about uh, four and a half hours away. That's a road trip. Down Road 15? It's a road trip to me. The heart of Pennsylvania. No, that's a road oh, trip.
2: Oh, you're right, you're right. We did, we did figure we, that we, out. We got this out.
4: Three right. to three and a half hours is a road trip. So did you had fun at the Disney?
2: I had a blast. I had a blast. How I intoxicated so. were you? Honestly, not that much. It would. Uh, in all seriousness, the heat was a lot. So like you'd have like Ooh. one or two drinks, and you're like,
4: <laughs> I'm feeling a little
2: something here. <laughs> so okay, um,
4: what what are we talking about in terms of pricing? Like if you, you want to get oh, yourself, yeah. a, if you want to get a nice like a little buzz, you're, you're you're in your groove, you're feeling it. What are we looking at in terms of a tab here at Disney? Oh, like eighty bucks <sighs> for just you. Yeah. One adult beverage, one 16-ounce adult beverage, what are we looking at?
2: $12. Wow. I remember which one stadium of those. Stadium pricing, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: What if your That's whole crazy. life was stadium pricing? And that seems to be what Disney is asking you as a personal question. What if your whole life was priced like it was a NFL game but not a Bills NFL game? I'd like a real live for. NFL game.
2: Like the LA Rams.
4: Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Going, yeah, I remember going when to those to Dallas. prices came out. I that know.
2: was crazy. Brutal.
3: But Absolutely it, you brutal. have to you have to charge that much when you when you build a two billion dollar. You do. I, well. That, that's the
2: thing, and, and you're in Los Angeles. I right, it's not like you're, you're, not you're like in you're... a supposedly affluent part of of the country. Of you know, there's a lot of money in this city, and so I get that. Right. Now, with all this being said, I had a great time, lovely time. The end of the vacation was slightly interesting. Because of the Stefan Diggs situation. And that's the thing. Yeah. I have not really been able to give my opinions or, or really my thoughts on this as, as it happened. And that's really, I think, for me at least, where I had kind of an interesting run here is I was in the middle of Magic Kingdom. You know, happiest place on earth. A lot of screaming kids. A lot of proposals. It's always crazy. And trying to keep up with everything going on with Stefan Diggs. Both, I think it was, it was Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah, yep. it was Tuesday going into Wednesday when McDermott spoke again. That was, I don't want to say it was stressful. It was just, that was so irritating and annoying. And, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's where I was sitting at most for the beginning part of this week was I was so frustrated with how the Bills themselves were handling it. Yeah. I don't know how, like, how you guys have felt about it. We haven't really jumped on it, you know, off air. But just for me, at least, it felt like, and I I said this with Bulldog yesterday as well, it felt like this is the first time in the McDermott Bean era, era we saw McDermott really slip up. Yeah. That he that he well, really yeah. let his emotions show that he was frustrated that he was not happy with where things were going because of the it's very concerning that Stefan Diggs is not here mm-hmm. and never mentioning the fact that Diggs has done everything we've wanted him to. It's an excused absence. He's going to be here tomorrow or or you know, we're going to continue the conversations.
3: That didn't even happen till Wednesday. Well, that's 24 what, hours later. That's what that's what threw up a lot of question marks for me was why did it take why didn't Instead of McDermott just saying, "I'm very concerned," why didn't he just say, "Yep, he's been excused. He was here this morning. I'm not at liberty to say why he's excused, but he's excused and he'll be back tomorrow."
2: That has been my question this entire week, and and where I'm, I wasn't even necessarily frustrated with Diggs because my whole thing here was, "There's no way this is about money. He no. just got his contract. He extension. wants to be utilized. Yeah. that that was that's it, if it's mm-hmm. a football thing.
3: That's my that's my end." Answer of this yeah, is – he I, wants yeah. more utilization. If it's not a football thing, who cares? He's a person. Let him deal with his personal problems I if will, he has I hasn't. will
2: say after they were like, it's not a football issue, like it's pers- – I have no personal like knowledge to this, but like, they're lying. It's definitely a football issue. Oh, yeah. But if they say it's a football issue, it's easier to point the finger at like what it potentially is. Right. If right. they just like, you know, parachute it and just go, eh, it's something – it's tougher to to nail down and, and I get that. I'm not I'm not upset by that. It was just for me it, it really did feel like man, the Bills really, you know... Well, yeah, you know, they fell apart. ...missed the mark here. And, 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 that was, and that was... And that was incredibly frustrating to watch because in, in the moment, I was frustrated at Diggs because I'm like, what is going on? Why is this happening? I thought we were fine because up to this point, and I had said this a number of times on air, until we got to mandatory mandatory minicamp and Diggs wasn't here, I wasn't taking anything from, you know, his weird tweeting or, or, you know, how he left, you know, the Bengals game or whatever. But when that happened, I went, oh, okay, there's something here. But now... Well, I do think there's something here. I think a lot of it has to come down to, and, and and Alan had spoke on this as well, about like the fact that they need to communicate better. And I think that's really what it is, is I think that, for the most part, these issues were just straight up never talked about. Yeah. That yeah. all the issues and everything like that were just kind of ignored and was assumed that, like, come June or July, like, it'll be fine, and it's not. Yeah. And I think that's understandably so. If you're Diggs, who was averaging, I think, over 100 yards per game – weeks one through seven last year, and dipped all the way down to around 50 yards per game by week on, which coincidentally goes along with the theory, not even theory, it's just it's flat out a fact. They struggled to do anything on offense. They were scoring points because Allen and Diggs are freaks of nature and they're great at what they do, but they were having problems doing the simplest of things from that second half of the, of the Green Bay game on. They were having a lot of struggles, and I think part of it comes down to and you can even go back to like the 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 Dable years as well. I would say the year prior, where there were just frustrating games where it's like, why is Diggs just not getting targeted for like an entire quarter and a half? Like he's your best receiver. You really don't have like a clear cut number two. I think Gabe Davis is now their clear cut number two. But even then, I wouldn't say like you know fans are truly
3: on board with that.
2: Yeah, i like totally in love with that idea. I mean, we just went through an off season where everyone's like banging the drum for DeAndre Hopkins. Go draft a wide receiver. All that. Why is he being shut out of this offense? And then with Dorsey as well, first two, I'd even say like three weeks. I mean, the the heat in Miami really caused some issues. But maybe I I would say probably the first month, it really felt like Dorsey had that touch to him as an offensive coordinator that he could just get the ball rolling. Against the Rams, that score should have been so much worse if it weren't for dumb turnovers. Mm -hmm. Just fluky, like you got to hold on to the ball there. You got, you know, all that stuff. James Cook fumbling his first carry of his NFL career, stuff like that. Then against Tennessee, you lit him on fire. You lit that team on fire. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And then of course, you also have like you know the Pittsburgh game as well, where you just I mean torched him a 98 yard touchdown to Gabe Davis. <clears throat> but ultimately for me, it just it never got right from that second half of the Green Bay game on. And I think Diggs is also looking at that. I think Allen is looking at that. They have brought up the fact in this offseason of wanting to go back to stuff that they had done successfully in years prior. Now, in a certain extent, I I am giving Dorsey a little bit of a pass here because I don't necessarily know if he had all the personnel he necessarily wanted. They wanted to run more 12 personnel with O.J. Howard. That did not work out. They wanted Isaiah McKenzie to be more of a traditional slot receiver. That super did not work out. I think even guys like Khalil Shakir... When we look at his rookie year compared to Gabe Davis, and they were drafted around the same in terms of their draft position, Shakir, a fifth-rounder, Gabe Davis a fourth-rounder. Shakir had 10 catches. Gabe Davis had like 35, 38, something like that. So maybe now that you've got in guys like Sherfield and Hardy and you draft Kincaid, maybe we'll see a little bit better here. Maybe we'll actually see how the offense actually wants to form under Dorsey. But I do know there was legitimate gripes here. We've had them. As fans, we've had these gripes. Mm-hmm. And this is where, and, and we've talked about this a number of times on this show, this is a big year for Dorsey. And I don't totally know if he gets to the halfway point of the year if it's a struggle bus right out of the gate. You have Joe Brady already right there. and yeah. in, his, in his years with, with LSU, he put together maybe the best passing offense college football's ever seen with Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, even Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if you'll have him at running back, like 60 touchdown passes by Burrow. Maybe one of the greatest offenses, greatest teams of all time was that 2019 LSU team. Dorsey's got competition there. Yep, Brady can go right in. He did not get a fair shake in Carolina. That was a bad team that he was the OC for. I'd like to see what Brady can do with this Allen-led Bills offense. I would love to see that. But I'd also like to see Dorsey do well. I don't really want to have those issues. Mm-hmm. I would like this to be figured out. But if it's not, you've got already somebody that's ha- that has NFL experience as an OC and is your quarterback coach. He's sitting right there.
3: Yeah. So I brought this up the other day with in terms of Dorsey and, <laughs> and how the season evolved. Like you said, you, know, you open the season against L.A. and Tennessee and you blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. There's the game in Baltimore where it's very – What's going on here? And then all of a sudden they squeak out the win. You come back, you destroy Pittsburgh, you beat Kansas City, which it's always a close game, so that doesn't matter. And then from then on, sure, they win from Weeks 11 to 18. That's the most frustrating
2: part. They win. Right. And you've kept looking at the games going, I mean, how did we win, though? Like, like, what is happening? So that's my point. I think what
3: happened is, is to summarize what I said on Thursday, and I want your Mm -hmm. thoughts on this. Dorsey had an idea of what he wanted to do. He had plans. He had a game plan. He wanted to run this style of offense, whatever. By the middle of the season, teams started to figure that out. It was getting stale. Players needed something fresh. Does that mean that he needs to have kind of like a a second half of the year playbook? Mm -hmm. Does that mean he just needs more plays? What does that mean exactly? Or were they getting... Was he getting stale?
2: I think a lot of it was he he was getting stale. I don't think there was really a second gear here. It felt like as well, there was no shorter intermediate throws. I know with Allen's injury that those throws are, from what I've read, his UCL injury, it was actually the shorter throws that would have been more difficult for Mm -hmm. him after his injury against the Jets. But every play it felt like, every receiver was going 25 yards down the field. And your offensive line was shaky at best at pass blocking for much of the year last year. I think that's very much been improved with, with the additions of Connor McGovern, bringing in Osiris Torrance to the draft and stuff like that. But it, it, there was no second gear. There was no change of pace to this offense. It was go deep. We have a freak of nature quarterback. We have a great wide receiver in digs. And let's see what happens. And like, and, and this has been my whole point with Allen, too. Is like he, That man is working magic often. Yeah and then I mean, you and then you add in Diggs and those two are wizards out there. They are spectacular. Diggs will be on the wall of fame. Allen will be on the wall of fame, if not both of them being in the Hall of Fame. I think both of them will be. Yeah. I I I I've been leaning towards Diggs having that kind of second half of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting in, but if just it, it 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 was so frustrating to watch last year towards the end that even when they lost Cincinnati it just felt like a Yes, they have run out of gas, and of course, and I've mentioned this a number of times. Like if they won the Super Bowl last year, the documentaries they'd be having would be insane for all the things they went through last year. Absolutely, yeah, for
3: everything with Demar Hamlin, everything with Allen's injury, mm-hmm. and, and just, then even
2: just prior games being moved. You know, yeah. uh, Luke Knox uh, passing away right mm-hmm. before the season started. The snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Like it's they that something would be made about this team, but yeah. just going into this year. I have less question marks than I did last year. Weirdly enough, I like this team, I think, a little bit more. You add in guys like Leonard Floyd. Von Miller, we will see. He is overly positive. He's very overly but positive. But he has not had a brace on this entire time we've seen him this offseason of working out with the team. It, apparently his doctors say it's he's healed, and now he's just going to go. I, I I don't know if he'll start the year on pop... He sounds like he won't start the year on the pop list, so that's exciting. But even then, you add Leonard Floyd in, that even if he does, or he misses the first week or two, that will allow you to to thrive while he's gone. Trey White, another year back from his torn ACL, he should be better. Everything I've read and seen from him at camp, or from these, you know, workouts that they've done, he's been great. Now it's the, the main question mark for me, the main one is Dorsey. Yep. How does his offense look in year two? Because mm-hmm. if it's if it's if it's frustrating, if it's difficult to, to handle, if it, all this stuff like it was last year, he's got to go. I think going into last year, that was a big question as well. If you're in a super window and you hire a rookie OC, is this the right idea? Half the season it was, half the season it wasn't. It just was the second half of the season. It was not. They've got to figure that out as they go forward. We're going to take a quick time out. We are, of course, taking your calls, 803-0550. On everything that went on with the Bills this week, Stephon Diggs, Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey, how do you feel about this situation? Are you confident in those three moving forward with everything that is going on? Are you confident with guys like Josh Allen as well? And coming up at 12, we'll have our own Brian Koziel who will join the show. The U.S. Open is going on today over in California, the Los Angeles Country Club. Tea times don't begin until around 12, 12.30, so we've got no golf going on right now, but of course we will talk to Brian as that gets going, especially with guys like Ricky Fowler playing maybe the best golf of his career definitely the past few years.
5: We'll hear from him at 12. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR.
2: Saturday, everyone. Course Doc Saturday continues to roll along here. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, Kurt Griswold, of course, on the board. We're hanging out here. Coming up at twelve, we're gonna have our own Brian Koziel join the show. Give us a little update on the US Open. Ricky Fowler, by the way. That man is w- a wicked. He's I don't know, I don't know if you've been watching much of the US Open. Me and Bulldog were talking about it yesterday. He's kind of to me.
3: Ricky Fowler, Fowler's always been all over the place. Like sometimes he'll be really, really good, and yeah. other
2: times it's the exact opposite. Funny enough, though, he has not won a major yet in his career. Well, that's what I so mean. Like I'm kind of rooting for him to like <laughs> hold I mean. on here. He's
3: like he he he'll go from like the cover of Sports Illustrated to getting cut in the first round, and it's like, like the
2: next day. Yeah, it's like what's happening, dude? Like I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I so I was so me and Bulldog were sitting there in in the middle of a break, and through the first three holes of his second round, Fowler birdied all of them. Bang, bang, bang! birdie the first three holes, and it's just me and Bulldog are like, "What? Is, who is this guy? What is happening?" He just turned it on. I mean, apparently, like he was just he was throwing darts. I think he should bring
3: back the, uh, the flowy hair. I'm always a fan of that. You know, like that that highlighter orange with the hat.
2: Look, the only time I will draw a line is when you perform poorly in said hair. Yeah, and this and this comes from. I'm a Texas football fan. I think I think oh, some God. of our listeners do know this. Here we go. Quinn Ewers had the mullet. He played poorly last year. What did he do? He shaved the mullet. Now he's going to win the Heisman. That's just the rules of it. Going to go to the phones. We've got Luke in Rochester going to hang out with us. Luke, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today? Hi. Good, thanks.
1: Um, I, I, I don't think it's a Dorsey issue. I think it's a McDermott issue. He's the weakest link. I think the, he handled situation with Diggs amateurishly in the national media, all over him. As for Dorsey though, he had a pretty good year, but he was undermanned. There's receiver Corey lost Crowder pretty much all year. McKenzie didn't step up. Khalil was a rookie. Um he didn't have a true tight end like you guys mentioned, uh, because um uh, the guy from Tampa Bay, I forget his name, Henry Howard. Howard. Mm-hmm. He didn't work out. But he, he's in a far different state this year. Bean has done a masterful job with the line and the receiver core. Getting Kincaid was a coup cool, because he really looks like he's going to be a, a special player. And then the, the two other free agents, Sherfield and uh guy from New Orleans, they, they look like they're going to be pretty good fits. And uh, Shakir was impressive in the limited time he had davis isn't gonna be injured like he was with the high ankle spray it's gonna be a different office i I really expect them to be and zero going into cincinnati um uh, based on their schedule Mm -hmm. and mcdermott is the weakling
2: all right sounds good luke thanks for the call man i i the poor leadership i can't Look, I think he. I think he handled the digs thing poorly. Everything I also else think, though, well, yeah, that's and that's my thing is I, I don't know if he could have handled the post DeMar Hamlin situation better.
3: Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like every time we see the Bills have to handle a situation like this, they are so buttoned up, they are ready to go. Mm-hmm.
2: There's no issues. And, that, and that's why I want to bring up the fact that, like, this felt like the first time that this right. has ever happened. Right. But- now, on the national media point, Colin Coward of mm-hmm. Fox Sports has, has kind of come after McDermott a little bit. Michael Lombardi on the Pat McAfee show, former NFL GM, he went after him. I I, I want to bring up those points actually real quick here. On Coward, we, we have the clip in there. We'll, we'll play it back at some point here. But just real quick to kind of surmise this. It's... it's McDermott is not rigid because he's a defensive-minded defensive guy. The Bills have really, under McDermott, been a very aggressive team. They do like to score points. It's actually been very stunning by McDermott teams when they have played the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game or some of these other games where they all of a sudden start going for field goals and yeah. not touchdowns. It has been a stunning what-the-hell-is-going-on situation.
3: Like, why are we doing this? We yeah. should be scoring seven, not three.
2: And that was more Coward's thing is that he's a defensive guy, so like this is why it's limited and all that. And I, I don't really agree with that. I think no. drafting has kind of been not great in terms of development which I think has been well, being sort of a little could, bit of his issue.
3: That's where you could say oh McDermott's defensive because they only have been drafting defense.
2: Yeah, this this feels like the first offense the, or the first off season where they've gone offense. Yeah. And they and they've really gone offense, which I've right. loved. Deontay Hardy coming from New Orleans, I think he's going to be a fantastic slot receiver for them. I I like Khalil Shakir, it's just it's tough for me to look at the production he had as rookie year and really expect much more from that Mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at right now well and that Sherfield though is the one that he he is someone i'm really gonna watch everything i've read about him this off season has been he is a sleeper agent like Mm -hmm. this this dude is gonna (laughs) pop off and you're gonna be stunned by it well
3: that's where to luke's point dorsey has his guys that's like yeah like he he didn't well to our knowledge he didn't go to bean and say these are the guys i want this is my christmas list but it seems very much that Bean went out and got guys that Dorsey wanted. Yeah, to, to fit the
2: 12 personnel, to right. fit a better offensive line, to, to work give an actual offense. slot receiver.
3: Yeah, to work the offense he wants to do. And that's another point to what happened last year. Why mm-hmm. did everything fall apart halfway through the season? It's because he only had so much prepared for that set of guys, but now he has opened a whole new book of, I have... All these guys that I want—I have an improved offensive line. I have running backs. I have tight ends that can catch the ball. I have all this stuff going for me, where now I can use all of it to my disposal and just and make what I want to make because he has every tool in the toolbox.
2: Absolutely. And and like now, and this is why I think it's a very important year for Dorsey because it's like, okay, now you have everything you need, or at least on paper have everything you need. Mm -hmm. Let's see if if you put it to good use. Let's see. (laughs) Excuse me. Let's see if it you know happens now.
3: Obviously with like injuries, it could you know. Well, snowball. yeah, that's that's the big one. That's that's where it's like, okay, you can't blame him mm-hmm. if there's an injury. But at the same time, it's how does he adapt to something like that? Yeah. Because you need a guy not that can just say, Hey, this is what I have, and if I don't have all of it, I'm not gonna be able
2: to do anything with it. Yeah. You, you need a guy to that's someone... gonna get everything out of everybody. Right, exactly. Thanks for the call, Luke. Going back to the phones, we got Bill from Old Forge calling in. Bill, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today?
5: Hey, guys, I wasn't going to talk about McDermott for the last call. I couldn't disagree with him more. I, I think McDermott's a great coach. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm not going go through a list, but I think he's a top five head coach in the league. There's some guys that might be better, but it's one of those things, be careful what you wish for, because I think he's a hell of a coach. He gets scooped up by somebody else. Are there better coaches? Yes, but very few. We've been consistent, and we win 12, 13 games a year, and, man, I mean, it's, that's not easy to do in the NFL. And on top of that, beating the Chiefs, it ain't going to be easy. I don't care who that coach is. So mm-hmm. it's not all on McDermott. And as far as, like, the Dig situation, the whole it's behind us now, they're going to say all the right things to the media. And that, that's just the way he runs the ship here, which is one of the things I like about him. Um, I love the locker room. I love the culture. Everybody's a little skeptical on the culture thing when he got here, but I'm I'm a believer in that now after all these years and seeing what it's he's legit. Run. Yeah, he's learned. I think he's learned from his mistakes that he's made early on when he was a head coach, and he seemed to have changed and changed directions. He seems to get it. I think the guy keeps notes on everything that happens, and he learns from it. Um, as far as the dig situation though, is it behind us? I don't know. I've been watching sports a long time, and all these kind of situations. As soon as something goes sideways. It always seems to rear its ugly head. And any little thing, being that he came here and that problem arose coming to OTAs and missing the practice, after five months, that game was gone. All the cryptic stuff and the social media, which I'm not really big on, all that stuff, all the nonsense, I I don't see how anybody thinks that this won't rear its ugly head again. I just think it's inevitable. I think that's just the way sports are, especially when a player acts the way he's been acting. That's my take. I hope I'm wrong, but... I see it, it's going to come up again. I I don't see how it wouldn't. So that's my take on the whole thing.
2: Awesome. Thanks for the call, Bill.
3: I I just, the whole thing with the minicamp thing, and and, and Sal said this the other day too, and I completely agree with him, is it's not, like, yes, it's mandatory minicamp, but there's three practices.
2: And they typically cancel the third? Yeah. The Bills did
3: this year. They right, do, I think almost right. every year.
2: Some teams don't even do the mini camps. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, they do, but they don't. I think as well they, too. If, if this was training camp, I would be ready to press the big red yes. button. I'd be terrified of what's going on. It's it's not that bad. Like it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like it, it, Allen and Diggs clearly are still okay. They're not they they
2: don't at least in it the doesn't pub- seem like there's issues yeah, there.
3: Yeah, in the public eye, it doesn't seem like there's issues, but at the same time You have to wonder if it's an act. I I don't mean to get get all like tinfoil hat of like, like what's going on behind closed doors. But I, they, they they don't seem like the two guys that would you know bicker, Mm -hmm. and 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 I think it'd be shining through in other players of like, yeah, like this is really annoying. Like these guys are fighting all the time, and oh yeah, no, I don't have any problems with it. It's like when they're answering, when people are asking, you know, guys like Mitch Morse or guys like. Gabe Davis and things like that. Of like, what's what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? And everyone's like, Yeah, it's fine. If if it if it wasn't fine, you'd be able to tell, even if they said it was fine. Yeah, that's one yeah. of those things where it's like you can read someone when they're actually upset. Alan
2: swore just to tell, like let everyone know like how much like he loves Digs. Yeah, right, right. He's just the man doesn't put a step ro- a foot wrong most of the time. Yeah, he, and he swore he never, yeah. never
4: swears. It also should be pointed out that when Diggs was allowed to practice, he did. Yeah, so like Well and, and that's my big thing too is
2: is and, and this is where and this is where for me the whole issue was McDermott misspoke mm-hmm. that first day. If he had just said Diggs has an excused absence today, you know, yeah. don't really worry about Nobody's, it. So, Nobody's fine. don't get me wrong, that day because of all the rumors for five months would have been like, Why is it an excused absence? But ultimately he shows up Wednesday McDermott, and he's practicing.
4: McDermott could have said, Everything's cool, we spoke. It's an excused absence. He checked in. He did everything he needed to. We're ta- he's we're taking a day. It's fine. He, we expect him back here tomorrow. We have no worries about it. He's going to show up. He's going to practice. Everything's cool. Because yeah. then, and if somebody asks, like, is. What would lead to that and just like, you know, we were him and I are still working stuff out. I excused him from the practice because Mm -hmm. I want him to come back and practice when he's ready to go 100 percent from my perspective. Like, I don't want him to be practicing and working when there's tension between me and him. This was my call, not his. I'm trying to work this out so that he's the best that he can be. I'll see him tomorrow. Everything's going to be cool because then it doesn't sound like it's Dig's fault, and exactly. then he's not putting something on IG where he's saying you made it sound like it's my fault, and it's not my fault. And we yeah. have
2: and we have his agent and his trainer don't to like, um, coming out. To don't
4: give... make the student feel like they're the jerk. Says someone who has to manage personalities <laughs> all the time. I ha- yeah, my job is managing teenagers so they produce. That's my job. Yeah. So like when you go out there and you th- throw them under the bus in public. They're going to be mad at you, even mm-hmm. if you're right. Yeah, absolutely. so you swallow it because the point is to the get him to perform, mm-hmm. not to be right. And in that moment, I think McDermott wanted to be right, and he was. Congrats, and it made it worse. and yeah, it made and it made like literally a non problem, a, a huge problem, problem.
2: For 24 hours. I think what is frustrating though, and this is just a personal thing. It's, I'm not even mad at Diggs about it. I want to hear the man talk. I need the yeah. man to meet with the media. Yep, I need it to happen. And I, and I know i'm probably not going to get much from it i need it to happen i you just i want to know his side of the story i want to know what he's feeling i want to know where he's at i don't want to read the cryptic tweets i just i need him to speak with the media i don't know if we're gonna get anything from it we probably won't i need it to happen
3: right because then it's it's like i said before when you ask someone how are you feeling you can tell you if can, it's, you yeah you can tell if yeah i'm fine or yeah'm I'm, I'm fine
2: oh it's just like, I, like, you I could you
3: can just speak. tell in the inflection and in the body language of like oh yeah everything's good
2: I'm not even I'm we're not even gonna hear him speak until like training camp. No. And you know it's gonna be like the third day. And you know like next week he's gonna tweet something weird out and everyone's gonna be like, Oh my god, what's happening? I'm, Where, st- I'm wh- still convinced most of the time he tweets is because he tweets like he's not famous. Which I respect immensely. Yeah, uh, that's, I, it's that's, immensely. That's there's a corner of Twitter that is just yeah. I no one's going to see this
3: three thousand three hundred thousand people later. It's oh yeah, it's like cool. Thanks, Stefan. You are famous though.
0: Yeah,
4: like cool. Like
3: it's not like if I tweeted that out, like no one's going to see that. If yeah. he tweets it out, the whole world's going to see it. and It's going to be plastered on ESPN, and it's just the talk of the town.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Thank you for the calls, everyone. We're still taking the calls, of course, at eight zero three zero five fifty. Are you? kind of concerned with McDermott in the dig situation like do you think this is going to carry on we kind of heard from both sides of the story there we'll take your calls when we come back you're listening to Sports Talk Saturday this is WGR
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Sports Talk Saturday rolls along here on WGR. Yeah. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, and Corey Griswold behind the board. We're hanging out here. You know, we're vibing, really. It's, it's a great day. Great Saturday's Saturday. Saturday's always
4: a vibe. I, right, exactly. It just it especially when the great. weather
2: is good. Summertime. although It's not officially summer, is it, yet? It's like, what, June 24th, 21st? It's
4: past the equinox. The equinox is the 22nd.
2: Which is the longest
4: day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. It better be summer. No, it's not. No,
3: it's not the
4: 22nd. It's June 17th. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Next (laughs) week is summer. No, next week is summer. Because summer begins on the equinox, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a summer solstice.
3: Summer
2: solstice, yeah. There we go. You're a solstice. (laughs) 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 So next week we officially get summer. But even now, the weather's great. Underrated opinion. Summer's best season.
4: No, no, no. You're
0: correct. No, no.
3: It might be a little bit of a crazy opinion. Yes, obviously I love these nice days. Don't get me wrong. But a nice... Like rainy summer Sunday morning, you just sit there watch the rain with a cup of coffee.
4: So, oh, see, that's actually a, a great day. I'm so,
3: not, I'm not, and then and then you and then you throw on a movie and you just chill or you need, play video games. Need some you thunder boomers.
4: Like summer to me is thunderstorm season. Yeah. I need like a one good, yeah. give me one good evening a week where I get a light show. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Yep. I, <laughs> I love, light I love thunderstorms. Fireworks basically. See, it's I, nature's I know, fireworks. I, I know when thunderstorm. <laughs>
2: I know when thunderstorms show up, I am going to sleep like fifteen hours. Oh, oh yeah, I am going to get the best sleep of my life until celestial the-
4: seasonings, baby. That's right, cozy. I love it. Gotta until
3: there is that one like like stupid loud boom of thunder. Like everything else is like calming, and then there is just that one like, "Hey, what's up?" Keeps Wake
4: you, up. you honest. So oh, yeah. it does. It, it oh, keeps yeah. you honest. keeps <laughs> you, it
2: keeps you ready to go. Stay
4: humble. That's right.
2: <laughs> gotta love it. Oh, gotta love it. We're going to take a quick time out. Coming up next, Brian Koziel of Tee to Green, and of course, has been covering golf for us for years. Did a lot of stuff with the Masters. Of course, the PGA Championship over at Oak Hill. Doing, of course, more stuff with the U.S. Two-hour Open. Two-hour show
4: today. Tita to Green, yeah. you can catch it online. It's there on the Odyssey They app. were at Pendleton Creek Golf Club from 7
2: to 9. A wonderful morning as well. We're going to hear from Brian for the latest on the U.S. Open. That's happening over at the Los Angeles Country Club in, of course, California. We'll do it when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk
4: Saturday, and this is WGR.